Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's a weekend program where we run down all the important health stories of the week. Intelligent medicine means the best of high-tech medicine and the best of natural therapies. We comment on all facets of health, including diet, exercise, supplements. Everything is fair game. 877-726-8255 is how you get on the air with me. And you can pose a question or share a comment. Perhaps you've got a success story. Maybe you've undertaken a form of natural therapy that has conquered your malaise. We want to hear from you. 877-726-8255. Don't be shy. Come right in. The doctor's office is open. And we've got lots of interesting stories to share with you this weekend. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the new approach to obesity. Fat acceptance is in vogue these days, and that is to the good. But uh, there may be a downside and an ulterior motive to organizations that promote fat acceptance. 877-726-8255. Can I say that word fat? You know, maybe uh, longitudinally challenged is a more PC term because, uh, you know, fat, using the word fat uh, or obese on social media can sometimes get you censored. 877-726-8255, our number. Uh, we'll also talk about uh, a new study looking at the effects of heading in soccer, maybe your kid's involved in a soccer league and uh, they want to emulate their favorite uh, professional soccer star. But uh, according to new studies, there may be a downside to that practice. Okay, uh, let's start with uh, this important story. Big story this week. Uh, headline, most men with prostate cancer can avoid or delay harsh treatments. According to a long-term study, the study appeared in the New England Journal of Medicine, and it's generating some controversy because uh, some urologists are saying, hey, you know, uh, we need to be aggressive about treating prostate cancer because prostate cancer kills a lot of men. But uh, they did a study. It was a 15-year study, and it occurred between 1999 and 2009, uh, actually, this was the time where men received a PSA test. And then the men were followed up uh, for an average of 15 years, anywhere from 11 to 21 years. So I think it's a pretty good idea of what can happen in the course of various treatment options for prostate cancer. Uh, so these men were diagnosed with prostate cancer. And what they did is they tried to discern whether they had a localized prostate cancer, because prostate cancer can reside within the prostate or it can escape from the prostate. It can metastasize throughout the body, even to the bones and other organs, and that can become highly dangerous. And so they excluded the men who had aggressive prostate cancer. And that was only about 15% of the men who were diagnosed based on an elevated PSA. And they assigned them, and this is kind of remarkable because, uh, you know, informed consent being what it is, uh, it might be hard to do a study like this in the United States because we want 
the best high-tech aggressive medical treatment for all forms of disease. But uh, in England, uh, they took the men with a diagnosis of localized prostate cancer and they divvied, divvied them up into three groups. Uh, 553 got prostatectomy, a removal of part or all of their prostate. 545 underwent radiotherapy. They zapped their prostates. And 545 received active monitoring. In other words, they just kept an eye on it. And some of them, if it progressed, they graduated to more aggressive treatment. But uh, here's what they found. They found that uh, while it was true that the risk of developing metastases was lowered in the men who got prostate removal, prostate surgery, and it was reduced in the men who got radiotherapy to the prostate, ultimately didn't make a difference. After 15 years of follow-up, prostate cancer-specific mortality was low anyway, not that men, many men died, regardless of the treatment assigned. And moreover, uh, what they found was that it didn't make a difference in terms of mortality, because we look at a lot of conditions and we say, okay, you know, we can reduce heart disease by doing stents. Uh, we can reduce heart disease by doing bypasses, but at the end of the day, are men living longer? And so CNN did a, a nice analysis of this. Uh, and what they say here is that men in the study who partnered with their doctors to keep a close eye on their low to intermediate risk prostate tumors, a strategy called surveillance or active monitoring, sometimes referred to as watchful waiting, slashed their risk of the life-altering complications such as incontinence and erectile dysfunction that can follow aggressive treatment for the disease. And that's important because you say, well, you know, why not treat it? You know, find the cancer, eradicate it. It's cancer. Tack it. Take it out. Burn it out. Destroy the cancer. But there are side effects associated with that. In particular, uh, incontinence and erectile dysfunction. I'll give you some statistics on that in a moment. But they were no more likely to die of their cancers than men who had surgery to remove their prostate or who were treated with hormone blockers and radiation. So they say this is a good news story. The good news is that if you're diagnosed with prostate cancer, don't panic and take your time to make a decision. Don't rush into therapy. Um, they found that about 15% of all prostate cancers still need prompt treatment. So don't just say, look, I have prostate cancer, forget about it. Uh, I heard about it on intelligent medicine. We don't need treatment. Uh, certain prostate cancers, a small percentage, 15% approximately, are aggressive, need treatment. That can prolong life. Often it doesn't save life. It's merely a delaying action. If cancer is metastasized to your bones, that is very dangerous. But uh, here's what they found. Um, it, statistically, and this is kind of a scary statistic, about 11% or one in nine American men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer in their lifetime. So it's actually highly likely that the longer you live as a male, the more likely you will be rendered with a diagnosis of prostate cancer. But get this, only about one in 41 men will die from it. So one in nine 
get it, but only one in 41 will die from it, according to the National Cancer Institute. And in an effort to treat prostate cancer, about $10 billion is spent treating cancer in the U.S. each year. Um, there's some controversy about the PSA because uh, what they're saying here is that uh, the PSA, by revealing the presence of prostate cancer, may lead men down that primrose path towards aggressive treatment, uh, which can result in a lot of side effects. For example, in this particular study, the researchers found that one in four of those who had prostate surgery needed to wear at least one pad a day to guard against urine leaks. One in four, one in five, it depends. Sorry about that pun. Uh, that rate was twice as high as other groups. You know, men sometimes develop dribbling, and we're not talking about the National Basketball Association or March Madness, but that risk is increased with prostate surgery. Sexual function is affected both with radiation and surgery. Uh, they said the men who have surgery have low sexual function early on, and that continues. Sexual function does decline as men age anyway. The men in the radiotherapy group found that their sexual function dropped. Then they had some recovery, but then their sexual function ultimately declines. And so, yes, there are consequences to treatment. Uh, one critique of the study is like, okay, study was done in the UK and it was done in the early 2000s. We have better treatments now, but they include intensity modulated radiation therapy, brachytherapy, and robot-assisted prostate surgeries. But according to the article in CNN, uh, other studies evaluating them have shown that the effects on the, these outcomes are very similar to the effects that we see in this study during, during, done early in the 2000s. So uh, this argues for a cautious approach to prostate cancer, and they don't even mention the impact of lifestyle treatments, diet, supplements, exercise. They all have an impact. It's, there's no single panacea treatment for prostate cancer, but those can affect the course of this slowly developing cancer for many men. And many men uh, can live long lives and die happily at 97 or 102 uh, with their prostate cancers, with their prostate cancers under control without aggressive treatment and the consequences thereof, according to this study. 877-726-8255, our number. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. We'll take some of your phone calls momentarily. This is Intelligent Medicine. You've heard me talk about vital nutrients. They've developed BCQ, a powerful herbal and proteolytic formula that supports a healthy inflammatory response. The nutrients in this distinctive formula also support gastrointestinal function and help maintain healthy connective tissue. BCQ combines boswellia and curcumin with quercetin, a potent flavonoid, and bromelain, a proteolytic enzyme for a healthy inflammatory response in joints, sinus, and the digestive tract. For more information to order, go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co. If chocolate is your weakness, the real chocolate decadence of Flava Naturals Performance Chocolate can be your strength. Extensive research demonstrates the remarkable benefits of daily cocoa flavanols on brain function, heart health, and full body performance. But 
you'd have to eat five or more ordinary bars a day to get those benefits. Flava Naturals chocolate, cocoa powder, and beverages deliver five to nine times the flavanols of a typical dark chocolate bar. I use it every day. For more information and order, just go to flavanaturals.com. That's flavanaturals.com. March is National Sleep Awareness Month. Adequate sleep is a cornerstone of better long-term health. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand that I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences. Their natural wellness line, CBD Calm and CBD Sleep, combines well-studied ingredients offering non-habit-forming options and natural sleep and relaxation support. CBD Calm helps ease tension, soothes irritability, and contributes to a greater sense of contentment through a blend of plus CBD's award-winning full-spectrum CBD plus L-theanine and 5-HTP. CBD Sleep aids occasional sleeplessness with CBD plus melatonin, as well as soothing magnolia bark extract and relaxing lemon balm so you can get the rest you need and wake up alert and focused. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. Our number 877-726-8255. That number is available to you 24-7, 365, but also during the program. You can call and record a question when we're off the air, but uh, we've got a question from John in Connecticut. Welcome, John. How are you? How are you? Good, thanks. What's your question? Thanks for taking my call. Um, uh, it was about... Uh, I woke up this morning and I was very stiff from arthritis. I'm a type 2 diabetic. And I, I know I have allergies. And like you said, the pollen comes from down south where it's already, you know, it's already spring. Off, you know, so uh, we get it up here. And um, uh, what do you take for vitamins for your allergies, aches and pains and your, your everyday thing? Okay, you know, it's kind of it's kind of complicated because you know with your underlying conditions, you know, there's some inflammation in your body. Uh, inflammation always accompanies diabetes, and so among the things that help inflammation, curcumin helps inflammation, fish oil helps inflammation. Also, tends to tamp down allergies to some extent. But specifically, the things that work best for allergies are. Vitamin C, you know, just gold-fashioned vitamin C. It acts as a natural antihistamine, uh, as well as quercetin. And uh, there's a nice product uh, from one of our uh, sponsors. It's called BCQ. It has quercetin, but also uh, curcumin and boswellin, which is anti-inflammatory and may help uh, aches and pains that you're suffering from. You know, uh, when I tell people what supplements to take, uh, you know, it's fine to offer some offhand recommendations on the radio program. But I got to say that in my medical practice, I sit down with patients exhaustively. You know, they fill out questionnaires. We take a complete diet history. We look at their medical history and we may test them for vitamin levels. And, you know, that all comes together in a complicated algorithm to create an ideal program. Discover, for example, that you have inadequate vitamin D, which may be associated with diabetes or overweight and may be associated with a greater propensity inflammation. Uh, we may find that there's cardiovascular risk involved and may then give you some nutrients that are helpful for that. So uh, it's hard to come up with a comprehensive vitamin recommendation, but specifically for allergies, the things I mentioned are just fine. Okay. 
Thanks for your call. 877-726-8255, our number. And this uh, study is creating a bit of a stir because if you have uh, a child or a grandchild who's involved in sport, uh, soccer is very popular and it involves kicking the ball, but it also involves hitting the ball. And it, you know, it's quite fascinating when you look at professional soccer players and their ability, uncanny ability to take a ball that is high up in the air with a very complex trajectory and then positioning themselves exactly in the right place with the right head angle because it's one thing to throw a ball it's another thing to kick a ball it's another thing to head a ball it's a very very complex skill but then they can head the ball into the goal and that's always pretty amazing that elicits a big big cheer from the crowd but according to a new study it's kind of scary. Study out of Sweden, soccer players are more likely to develop dementia over time. This study published in the prestigious medical journal, The Lancet. They reviewed the health records of over 6,000 players in the Swedish top division from 1924 to 2019. And they compared it to, you know, average folks from Sweden. 8.9% of the soccer players earned diagnoses with neurodegenerative disease. Uh, in terms of the overall population, it was only 6%. So that's a significant difference. Um, and so what they found was that uh, goalkeepers, here's the, here's, you might say, well, just playing soccer is a risk factor. I don't know, there's something about soccer. Uh, maybe it's the you know, pesticides they use on the fields of natural turf. And so all soccer players are going to have degenerative, uh, neurodegenerative disease. Well, the goalkeepers don't head the ball. They, they, have, they can use their hands. They can grab the ball. They did not have an increased risk. So very clearly something's going on here. Increased risk with heading the ball. And that may be something that we've got to pay attention to when our kids are engaged in these forms of sport. 877-726-8255, our number, and this is Intelligent Medicine. Now more than ever, it is important to have a healthy immune system. Many health professionals agree that probiotics are a leading natural therapy for boosting immune health. Why? Because 70% of your body's immune cells reside in the GI tract. By taking a superior probiotic daily, like Dr. O'Hara's probiotics with their postbiotic metabolites, you can enhance your overall immune system and immune response. For additional immune support, get RegActive's immune formula to boost your glutathione levels. Since our glutathione levels go down if we feel stressed, maintaining glutathione levels is a key factor for natural defense. For a short-term immune boost, try Dr. O'Hara's Propolis Plus, which provides probiotic and immune support and includes Brazilian green propolis for superior antioxidant support and vitamin E, astaxanthin, and flax oil. Be proactive about your immune health. Ask your retailer today about Dr. O'Hara's probiotics, RegActive Immune Formula, and Dr. O'Hara's Propolis Plus today. Also available online. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, 
and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. I want to thank uh, all you listeners who participated in our recent Spring Forward to Health sale, uh, where we saw an unprecedented number of people ordering supplements via my online store, drhoffmanstore.com. And uh, the sale's over, but I want to mention that we stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find. And the professional quality supplements, uh, you can buy them reliably and safely uh, with proof that they are well vetted and potent and free of toxicity via drhoffmanstore.com. That's my full script dispensary. 877-726-8255 is our number. You can record your question anytime you like uh, during the week, uh, or you can call live. Also, if you want to email your questions, questions at drhoffman.net. And we'll read those questions on our weekly Q&A with Layla podcast, if you prefer to send your questions that way. But we got questions here for today's program. Annie in Massachusetts, welcome. How are you? Uh, hi, Dr. Hoffman. Um, I'm 71 years old, really healthy. Um, I'm mainly plant-based, and I netto every day. I really take care of myself, but I have lipoprotein little a. My calcium score is zero, but okay. my doctor put me on azetamide, and I don't want to be on any drugs. And okay, I so know- so hang on, hang on. So let's let's explain the situation here. Um, you say you have LP little a. So among the risk factors for cardiovascular disease, we know that cholesterol may be a risk factor for some people, especially high LDL cholesterol, and then we can subfractionate the LDL to the dense small particles and the large fluffy particles, which are more benign. And we can look at other factors like homocysteine and in particular inflammation measured by C-reactive protein. And we can look at your, your weight and your activity levels and your family history. And we can also look at whether you have high blood pressure and many things go into it, smoking history. Uh, but LP little a is an important risk factor. And when LP little a is elevated, uh, even in the absence of other risk factors, such as high cholesterol, sometimes doctors are prompted to want to address it. So what is your LP little a? Do you happen to know the number? No, it is high, but all my numbers are good. My triglycerides are like 57. No, yeah, but do, you know, do you know your, your LPA number? Can you give me a number? It's high. It's so it is high. So here's here's the interesting thing is that in the face of it should be 30 or less is optimal and 300 is high. Um, but uh, you don't have any plaque. You had a calcium score of zero. And so that suggests that by lowering your LP little a, uh, we're not going to make a big difference here. Now, here's the problem. LPA is very hard to lower. Statins don't lower LP little a. In fact, they may slightly raise LP little a, but inconsequentially so. They just don't have much of an impact on it. Diet doesn't have much of an impact on it. Exercise doesn't have much of an impact on it. Um, so he prescribed azetamide. And azetamide, uh, to my knowledge, is not a drug that lowers LP little a. 
the drugs that can lower LP little a is a new type of drug. They're injectable drugs. They lower cholesterol dramatically. They also may lower LP little a a little bit. Uh, these are the so-called PCSK9 drugs, Praluent and Rapatha. These are expensive drugs. They need to be prescribed by a cardiologist usually to get reimbursement. Uh, but you were just put on azetamide, which to my knowledge doesn't even lower LP little a. So I, you know, I got to say, I would get a second opinion from a cardiologist. Uh, are you seeing a cardiologist? Because I think that's just kind of a rookie mistake made by your doctor, in my opinion. I did. I take Neto every day. I take Neto kinase. Yeah, that, that's all fine. But I'm just saying, I look, number yeah. one, since you have zero plaque and you've, yeah. you've attained the age of, you know, you're over 70 and, you know, that's the point where we're beginning to see cardiovascular risk emerge. Uh, I would say that it's pretty much clear sailing for you. It's it's hard to get heart disease uh, when you're over 70 and you have zero plaque. It's hard to go from zero to like, you know, 800, uh, you know, in five or 10 years. So I don't think you have that much cardiovascular risk in spite of a, yes, it is a risk factor, but maybe there's just some, uh, you know, Teflon factor uh, in your genetic makeup or something that we haven't even discovered yet that's protecting you from cardiovascular disease. I would say, um, that this doesn't sound like it's a big deal when you have zero plaque. That's my opinion. So, and azetamide, in my opinion, is also not the drug that's going to do it. Azetamide can lower cholesterol, but is not uh, targeting uh, LP little a, to my knowledge. Okay, so that's that's my opinion. Eight seven 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 two six eight two five five our number. Okay, this came across this. Uh, it's interesting because a product that I take on a daily basis is something called CBD. I'm sorry, plus CBD relief. It's from one of our good sponsors, CVC, CV Sciences, and it's designed to uh, help with, uh, you know, ordinary aches and pains, athletic recovery. Uh, it's got some CBD, CBDA, and it's got an ingredient called PEA, which stands for palmitoyl ethanolamide. And there's a very interesting rundown on PEA in psychology today because... PEA has now been shown to help protect the brain from aging. And a very nice review by a guy named Gary Wank, PhD, who writes for Psychology Today, give him full credit. Uh, they say that PEA is a dietary cannabinoid that can reduce the impact of many neuropathological mechanisms. So among those brain disorders... They include Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's disease, and others. And what they have in common is inflammation, which is destructive in the brain. Now, there are two important fatty acids that are found in the brain. One is called anandamide. Anandamide can be found naturally in cocoa powder and black truffles. We'll talk a little later about the benefits of cocoa powder. PEA is found in egg yolks, soybeans, and peanut oil. And while anandamide produces some degree of euphoria, ananda is actually from the Sanskrit for bliss. In contrast, PEA does not bind well to cannabinoid receptors. It has no apparent psychoactive effects, but it's beneficial because it can block inflammation and the sensation of pain. And that's one of the reasons I take it. But there's actually some human and animal evidence 
that support the neurobiological therapeutic benefits of PEA, particularly related to changes seen in the brains of patients with Alzheimer's disease. Uh, also, the suggestion is that it may play a role for individuals suffering from the neurodegenerative conditions like Parkinson's disease and post-stroke. So uh, there's now the recommendation that dietary PEA supplementation may be included, and I'm quoting, as a valuable adjunctive therapy to current approaches for the prevention and treatment of age-related neurodegenerative diseases. So that's quite fascinating. And it's a nice segue to this announcement. It's not about CV Sciences plus CBD relief product, but they have a full suite of products. And because March is National Sleep Awareness Month, let's talk about something that can help to support restful sleep. The CBD Calm is a product developed by CV Sciences, but they also have CBD Sleep. These are in gummy form, and these products combine well-studied ingredients offering non-habit-forming options in natural sleep and relaxation. CBD Calm helps ease tension, can soothe the irritability, and it contributes to a greater sense of contentment through a blend of the following ingredients, plus uh, L-theanine, CBD, and 5-HTP. CBD Sleep, and I take this on a regular basis, and I, it really makes a difference. Uh, it aids occasional sleeplessness, containing melatonin and CBD, as well as soothing magnolia bark extract and relaxing lemon balm. So you can get the rest you need and wake up alert and focus. Both products are backed by science. That's CBD Calm and CBD Sleep. And they contain clinically researched active ingredients to learn more and to order. And also find out about Plus CBD Relief containing PEA. Visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30. Get this for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman. So uh, there you have it. I, you know, this, this is just such an important burgeoning field. They, what are called the cannabinoids and related compounds. They really are revolutionizing uh, the field of nutritional medicine. And it's great that we have them uh, available in a variety of forms. Okay, um, while we're talking about uh, cholesterol, you know, this lady was concerned about cardiovascular risk. Uh, let's talk about another uh, risk factor for cardiovascular disease, and that is something called C-reactive protein. And about 25 years ago, maybe 30 years ago, a guy named Paul Ridker began talking about inflammation as a cardiovascular risk. It can be measured via something called HSCRP, highly sensitive CRP. We measure it in all our patients, and it's an important risk factor because you can have normal cholesterol, or you can be on a statin, which lowers your cholesterol dramatically, but still have dangerously high CRP and remain at risk for cardiovascular disease. So let me give you an idea of how effective statins are in people who do not have heart disease, like this lady who called. Um, this is a study that looked at the primary prevention of cardiovascular events in adults age 50 to 75. Primary prevention means you don't have heart disease. There's no evidence you have heart disease, but they simply want to put you on a statin to lower your cholesterol. 
What they found, and they looked at an enormous number of individuals, over 65,000 individuals, they discovered that uh, it would take, uh, for, for one patient to be prevented from having cardiovascular disease or a major adverse cardiovascular event, that's heart attack, stroke, uh, need for emergency bypass, to prevent one person from having a major cardiovascular event, you'd have to treat 100 individuals, 50 to 75. In other words, 99 wouldn't benefit. So, okay, another study, I'm just teeing this up. This just came out, and it's by Paul Ridker. He's been talking about CRP for 30-plus years. Uh, they, what they say here is you can be on a statin, but once you're on a statin, inflammation assessed by high-sensitivity CRP, abbreviation HSCRP, was a stronger predictor for risk of future cardiovascular events than cholesterol or even looking at LDL cholesterol. So you can lower the LDL as much as you want. You can lower it down to 30 with some of these new drugs. Your overall cholesterol may be single digits and your so-called bad LDL can be less than 50, less than 40, less than 30. They can get it down. But if you don't address inflammation, well, you're missing the boat on cardiovascular protection. And among the things that reduce inflammation, there are a lot of them, fish oil reduces inflammation, curcumin reduces inflammation, uh, weight loss, exercise reduces inflammation, uh, working on the microbiome can have an impact on inflammation. But when you're looking at a drug approach, no known drug is as effective as an ancient drug, colchicine, colchicine used for the treatment of gout, but it was used in the time of the pharaohs for treating arthritis. It's an anti-inflammatory drug. And colchicine may actually find its way back uh, as a new cardiovascular preventive for people with high, highly sensitive C-reactive protein, according to this new study. 877-726-8255, our number, and this is Intelligent Medicine. What's your age? That's A-G-E, aged garlic extract, that is. For over 50 years, Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract has been offering men and women of all ages and with different health concerns an odorless, organically grown, clinically researched garlic extract supplement tailored to their individual needs. Aged garlic extract formulas support optimal cardiovascular health, immune function, and many more specific health concerns like stress, blood sugar balance, high blood pressure, detox, anti-aging, inflammation, and brain health. Kyolic AGE's condition-specific products contain Kyolic's exclusive GMO-free garlic extract, which is aged up to 20 months, converting garlic's harsh properties into beneficial compounds. So what's your AGE? Visit your local natural health and wellness retailer and discuss which Kyolic AGE formula is best for you and your lifestyle. Kyolic aged garlic extract formulas are available at fine natural health retailers nationwide, also online. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Whoa, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter your body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. 
That is clear. X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. A little follow-up to that call from uh, Annie in Massachusetts. Uh, she has high LPA, which is a risk factor for cardiovascular disease. No plaque, so apparently it did not have an impact on her arterial calcification or potential for blockage. Her doctor prescribed azetamide, which is a non-statin drug for cholesterol lowering. And I had a hunch that it has no impact on LP little a, but just to be sure, I looked it up. Uh, a study done in 2018, impact of azetamide, azetamide on plasma lipoprotein A as a monotherapy or in combination with statins. And here's what they found. They looked at 10 randomized placebo-controlled clinical trials. Azetamide therapy had no effect on altering plasma LP concentrations. So it's, it's a wackadoodle thing that that, you know, I got to say it straight out. I don't understand the rationale for that therapy. Maybe I'm missing something here, but it's not going to lower her LPA. Uh, they're coming up with new drugs designed to target LPA for people who need it. But I don't think Annie's a candidate for those drugs. And while we're talking about uh, the impact of inflammation on cardiovascular disease as measured by highly sensitive C-reactive protein, here's a suggestion because uh, what are some of the things that can combat inflammation in the body? Well, we've heard me talk about the innovative formulations from Vital Nutrients. They've developed something called BCQ, which we mentioned previously in the show in relationship to allergies and sinus problems. It's a powerful herbal and proteolytic formula that supports a healthy inflammatory response. The nutrients in this distinctive formula also support gastrointestinal function. They help maintain healthy connective tissue. So, yeah, it applies to inflammation wherever you experience it in the joints as well. BCQ combines boswellia and curcumin with quercetin, it's a potent bioflavonoid, and bromelain, great for allergies, a proteolytic enzyme for a healthy inflammatory response in joints, sinus, and the GI tract. For more information at order, go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co. Vital Nutrients has been known for nearly 30 years for their clean and innovative formulations. They utilize peer-reviewed research, bioavailable and bioactive ingredients in therapeutic doses. I take them and use them in my practice. Just go to vitalnutrients.co and check them out. Let's talk now to Jeff in Wisconsin. Jeff, what's your question? Yes, Dr. I, I was curious about a treatment. I had prostate cancer approximately 12 years ago. I'm 70 years old. And I went for the uh, uh, seed implant procedure. And uh, my last uh, PSA check was uh, undetectable. So I never Great. hear of anybody talk about the seed implant. So I'd like your opinion. What, did it have any adverse effects on you? Did you have experience any urinary incontinence or any effects on your sexual performance? Any problems there? No, I haven't had any trouble whatsoever. Good, good. Okay, so a couple of things. One, 
uh, the treatment may have saved you from dying from prostate cancer. Or alternatively, the treatment may have saved you from the prostate cancer that would have killed you at 113, but you're not going to live that long anyway. It might be a slowly developing, relatively non-aggressive prostate cancer that was treated relatively aggressively. But this suggests that uh, seed implants uh, can be a relatively low-risk intervention for men who have prostate cancer, don't want to go through standard external beam radiotherapy, as precise as it is now, there's some new developments in it, or... Uh, the surgery, even the robot-assisted surgery, which is said to be superior in terms, you know, it's nerve-sparing, it uh, preserves potency and urinary continence. But still, even with these advances, some men suffer the consequences of aggressive prostate treatment. But thanks for weighing in with that, and that should be encouraging for men uh, to look at uh, seed implant as an option, as a uh, relatively low-risk intervention for dealing with a prostate cancer. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine.